Hi guys, you're here with quintessentially Yazzy Yazzy and Honey Hands, and we're back at it again with another podcast episode. How are you, sis? Like, how are you really, sis? Alhamdulillah. Honestly, I feel like I can't complain. What I be like, but sis, my throat is closing up. Like, I don't know. I can't. I'm, I was suffering from the flu last month, and now it's just like I have a dry throat. Okay. Like, I'm not like sneezing. I'm not sick. It's not like a cold, but it's just my throat is like it's dry so i feel like i have to keep myself hydrated and stuff like that i don't know if it's just like the winter or something like the but yeah yes yeah, it's other than that like i, I can't mm. complain while i feel like okay that's good because last time you had the flu oh girl i feel like this illness is hitting me was hospitalized now i'm joking so it's got bed bedbound bed bound bed bedbound bed 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 <laughs> no but like i honestly feel like sis because i haven't gotten sick all year round other than now so i honestly feel like i'm fighting for my life y'all killing me with this like sis i'm actually suffering and it's, it's not okay but no inshallah it gets better but sis how have you been my good sis me sis i've been all over the gaff Mm -hmm. i swear to god like what's it two days ago i was so happy like you know the ones where like you're just happy for no reason Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily that like things need to go your way Mm -hmm. for you to be happy and i'm trying to like realize like learn that Mm -hmm. because i'm that type of person where like if i get something or if an opportunity comes my way or if somebody like I like says something it, it makes me happy and then mm-hmm. that happiness like carries along with me like for the rest of the day mm-hmm. and then the next day it's like everything that I was so happy for everything I'm grateful for has left mm-hmm. and then now like I'm sad again mm-hmm. and I just think it's like seasonal depression mm-hmm. because like during the summer I was just happy like continuously happy and I didn't really like look for reasons mm-hmm. to make me happy but mm-hmm. now I feel like as you know winter's approaching us it's just like the weather is so miserable to look at Mm -hmm. everything is just you know demotivating so that's why like I really emphasize you doing things that make you happy like things that you know you want to pursue whether that be creative whether that be professional Mm -hmm. yeah and keep pushing seasonal depression no one even talks about that like I just feel like people think it's a myth but wallahi like it's not it's so, actually not guys you know if you our listeners please 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 make sure you're taking your vitamin d because sis yeah. like i swear by it well i like, what vitamins are you taking uh vitamin B6. d dc and another one i can't remember mm-hmm. but yeah. like vitamin d i swear by it because during the summer months i don't need it but from october to like march times mm-hmm. sis like i need it and the days that i forget to take it like i'm just like no low energy and yeah. then it's, it's just like a spiral like you know and i'm just thinking like damn and then when i take it it's just like i don't know i think it's just something to do with sunlight i it's dark it's gloomy it's rainy it's cold mm-hmm. you know wallahi the yeah. days are like you know okay sure. so to like organize this podcast mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about just like our experience first like working with like radios radio stations and what it was like being a presenter mm-hmm. And then second, for the second segment, we're going to talk about friendship mm-hmm. and everything in between, like how to maintain them, how to gain them. Yeah, and how to also like cope with losing them. Because like me and Hani, we're in our 20s, like, you know, like, like your 20s is going to be like making new friends and also losing new friends. And it's just like how you like cope with that. Like, don't don't let like a, a specific individual or like, you know, people think that like, being in a relationship or having a lot of friends is like, be all end all and even though like they do add a, a lot of value to your life don't let that be your whole like your whole like mm-hmm. universe in the sense you know so we just want to give you tips and tricks and just give you maybe a cheeky little story time who knows you know haha <laughs> keep watching <laughs> but yeah that's what me and Hanu will be you know talking about in this episode so grab your shah grab your water whatever you want to call it um and yeah just give us a listen <laughs> Welcome back, guys. So for this first segment, me and Honey, we're going to talk about, like, our experience as, like, radio presenters. And over the summer for the past, like, three months, we basically were radio hosts. Like, I felt like I was in the breakfast club. It was, like, the Honey and Yaz segment where yeah. we could just be unapologetic, unfiltered, and raw, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was the experience for you, sis? Yeah, I feel like in the... When we first got reached out, like, when we first got scouted for it, I was just like, okay, like that's really interesting this is something definitely outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. and it's a unique opportunity like mm-hmm. the fact that people want to listen to us is like mind-blowing firstly mm-hmm. 
and then like getting there I realized that it takes a lot of hard work Mm. so like to speak for an hour for example like you really need to come up with creative topics to talk about and not just be talking for the sake of talking Mm -hmm. and I and I'm realizing this now even like doing the podcast Mm. um I feel like you know if you're not bringing something interesting to the table if you're not talking about like important topics Mm -hmm. or even something fun like something that you're passionate about there's no point talking Mm. I honestly say like you know when it comes to like radio and podcasting if you're not a passionate about it and b if you're not educating people it's useless it's actually useless I'm not gonna lie to you because Mm -hmm. What am I getting from this? Like, I'm not learning and I'm also not being inspired. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I've definitely, like, learned from that. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, we were running a politics um, segment radio show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were talking about politics, like, every other week. Like, every week, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it forced us to, like, keep up with current affairs. Like, I've never been so interested on top of it, on top of it mm-hmm. keeping up with it daily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was interesting, especially like covering Afghanistan. Remember like yep. that those few weeks, I felt like an actual journalist. I was like, yep, guys, this is the statistic. This is what's going on. This is how much soldiers mm-hmm. left the Afghan border, etc. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I feel like, you know, it was kind of rewarding because I felt like, I was talking about like the topics I finally wanted to talk about and if it really did give me a space to talk about the stuff that was important to me socially and politically mm-hmm. and also personally as well. Mm. I feel like one thing that I've learned from this is actually not many but one of the main things is research as well like looking into things um like it's not even just like a gossip session even though we did have like um, a sister what was it called I can't remember we yeah, basically had like a gossip yeah, session yeah. at the end like mm-hmm. where me and honey talk openly and raw and uncut but like majority of it we were journalists we were anchors we were like broadcasters whatever you want to call us um and like it was so strange how we were building our own like like persona mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you're not just speaking like people can put like a face to the the, the voice and like um you know, they they, they kind of knew where you stood on certain things, but also, like, you were being unbiased as well. Mm-hmm. And even with me, like, I feel like in my personal life, I'm very much biased because I feel like just human nature, yeah, I guess, you, you know? know? Sorry to cut you off, sis. Mm. Um, what's it, like, you're going to laugh at me, but basically, you know, um, Serena, what's it, on Gossip Girl, her mom, mm-hmm. I, I follow her on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then she posted this thing um, where she said, um sometimes it's important to be the neutral one and then look from the outside something like that mm-hmm. and then I was like neutral mm. that's such a white woman thing to say like what do you mean be neutral if some like if something's happening of course like you need to pick a side picking a side and choosing a stance is what makes us human mm. you know it's the fact that we feel empathy compassion unlike other animals unlike other mammals this mm. is what separates us from animals mm. and i'm realizing like if you're not passionate about something if you don't have an opinion on something you really can't remain neutral it's, it's really hard it's true sis so and like going back to what i was saying like you know with human nature you said like you have your own like um views and your core values and that means that you'll be biased when it comes to certain subjects mm-hmm. and i think when i was like as a like a co-host or radio host I noticed that, like, I had to kind of bite my tongue on a lot of things and be neutral, my tone, my energy, the way I was, like, um, like laying things out. And even though that really irked me, because, like, I, I would say I'm a very opinionated person and I hold my, you know, views close and near and dear. But um, I think that kind of helped me professionally as well because, sis, when you go into the big, big world, you can't be, like, you know, like, you, you can't, I don't know, you can't be naive and just think okay, these are my views. Yeah. And not that everyone needs to have it, but some so there needs to be a general consensus. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to agree on some values. But the world's not like that. Someone You're going to see someone and you're going to think, yeah. you're, wow. Like, 100%. You know? I definitely agree with you. It's taught me, like, a lot of life lessons in the sense that, you know, like, when you're applying for a job and they ask you, like, um, what are your skills, for example? Like, tell me a time you've been a team player tell Mm. me the time where you've um had to work with somebody you disagreed with Mm. I feel like if you put yourself in like in uncomfortable situations Mm. if you you know um are doing something that you you and if you're doing something that you've never done before and if you're working with people that like that um what's it different with you in terms of your opinion that's such a good life experience like yeah it's hard in at that present time 
but if you if you take a step back you realize that these experiences are going to shape you these experiences are going to help you build on other skills that you've obtained mm-hmm. or are going to get in the future in the future you're right another thing that i've learned is um you know with like radioing and like co-hosting everything you're just the face like you're just a voice actually but there's like a lot of people that like work behind the scenes but one thing with us with our experience I felt like even though we had a team and as amazing as they were like a lot of the things like was us really you know I don't know maybe it's just my experience personally like what do you mean by us in terms of like um, when it comes to like research and also like yeah, that fell on us and yeah. also picking things but I feel like on a, on another radio show I'm just thinking like, when I watch other radio shows mm-hmm. I feel like it just, it just depends because like yeah they, it's just it depends on what, what's yeah. out there you know, you know what it's like, I'm really lucky mm. uh, we're both really lucky of that like we had um, a lot of autonomy in terms of like talking about the stuff that we wanted to mm. um, but other than that I felt like we didn't really have a choice like, not choice sorry a say in mm. like anything else mm. if that makes sense like we didn't really have a say on like how we wanted it to where, where we wanted to take the uh radio show mm. how we like even uh visually mm. i want like there was a lot of things i wanted to say like in terms of the pictures in terms of the layout in terms of you know um setup or like even how we delivered certain topics like mm. how we spoke about it mm. and this links back to the biases but i feel like you know it was I don't know we really couldn't like say the things that we wanted to without like pissing somebody off yeah you have to be politically yeah, correct exactly the yeah. irony <laughs> <laughs> for real so I felt like in that sense we were restrained mm. and you know what the crazy thing is like we were restrained and I get that but th- I realized there was a lot of bureaucracy as well because sis we weren't independent like it's not like the podcast where it's just me and you that's yeah. it there's me you and a hundred other people well not really a hundred yeah. but like there's other voices you know other people that are probably higher than us you know and that they have their say but um another thing that i realized is like you know we were happy like creative freedom or like autonomy as 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 amazing as that is it's not easy because like like i feel like i reached the point where i said okay enough is enough like mm-hmm. I feel like I've like dabbled in everything. I've explored everything. You know, I've I've given him my creativity, and that's it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I just felt like after a while, I I knew there was like an endpoint. The motivation was lost. So basically, I think we're both on the same page. We realized like we realized we wanted to leave around the same time. Mm-hmm. I think um, speaking for both of us, I feel like the fruits of our labor wasn't being visualized. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't see the progress that we was making. Like, imagine doing something for three months. Mm-hmm. And then not seeing any uh, results. Yeah, and I feel like me and Hannah, in the sense that even though even though it was an amazing opportunity, I think we just wanted specifically we wanted more things, mm-hmm. and like we were being restricted, and not a lot of things were coming our way. So mm-hmm. I think we just thought, you know what, yeah. we don't have the time for any more. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, let's yeah. keep it pushing. But like overall, I think it, it wasn't Hamdi. It was a good experience. You know, we met some we good met people, amazing people, and like it built us. Like this. I don't want to say it's work experience, it's experience nonetheless. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I feel like it's it's helped us with our podcast as well, I'm not going to lie to you. In terms exactly. of speaking, like, we're not using filler words. Like, if I listen to, like, the first episode, I'm, I probably cringe. I don't even want to listen to that. We might even delete it. We might have to at some point. Just give it another year and we'll be like, I don't know her. Who's she? Yeah, I yeah, don't know her. That's actually a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that was definitely a good opportunity mm-hmm. and has taught us a lot about ourselves as well. Like, yeah. come on, like, I feel like we know we know how to bounce off each other even more now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that elevated our skills as presenters, as podcasters, as podcasters as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing that I can really say thank you for that opportunity is, you know, I was always been curious about dabbling journalism, like broadcasting. Yeah. Actually, it's not really for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. I'm so sorry. I'm biased. Gosh. Till this day, you know I'm what biased. It is? Like, I don't even know. It's not even about being biases. It's just like being unserious mm. because a lot of the jokes that I was making, like, it wasn't it. It, it would not run in but, BBC. But e- even in some, um, like, you could argue today I was reading the newspaper and uh, unfortunately, like, everybody knows about that bombing incident in Liverpool that happened on Sunday. Yeah. And then the person that um, committed that act was a Syrian refugee. No, so not Christian Syrian, sorry. And um, an Iraqi, Iraqi-born, uh, yeah, refugee who yeah. came to the UK. 
converted to Christianity mm-hmm. and then the Christianity part was like really being imposed. I was like, why why is religion important? Like how does religion influence terrorism? And I feel like, you know, we know the answer. Mm. Scholars know the answer. Journalists know the answer. The public knows. Mm. But it's it's one of those ones where we 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 always associate a religion, a certain religion, i.e. Islam, mm. with terrorism. So the fact that this person was he could have even been a former Muslim because like, obviously you he know. did a conversion. Mm. So he must have been something else before he was a Christian. Mm. So because he's a Christian, they've run with this and then are framing it uh, as a mental health issue. Mm. But had he been Muslim, they would have like put like terrorists mm. in like bold capital And letters. he wouldn't have had, like, he wouldn't have been like insane, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been given like this pass yeah. where majority of the terrorist attacks mm. are committed by white men, yeah. white people, mm-hmm. and are always like swept under, under the rug under the name of, you know, mental health mm. issues. But the thing is, like they under the um the paragraph was another paragraph about this person that said uh he baked cake for churches. Like they're literally trying to make humanize us sympathize him. and yeah. humanize with this person even though he's taken lives. Mm. So why is building a cake important? Like, not building, sorry. Why is um, you know, baking a cake for a church important mm. in this in this scenario? In this scenario, yeah. And also another thing is um, like Allah so the the Somali boy that that got stabbed that to death. Got stabbed to death you know, like everybody make dua for him. And please, like, if you can donate, we'll link it in the podcast. In the podcast we'll, we'll put it on our um stories and all over social media Mm. but with this um story as well it's like even when somebody a muslim person a person of color does something really good like i know he's gonna go to jannah because Mm. you know he's a shaheed exactly yeah but even though they they've risked their life to save another person because of their identity because of their race Mm. they're not given the same you know media attention yeah and instead like these media corporations and like outlets were talking about the um the women that mm. would say the the old, the women, old elderly, the elderly women. women and that's fine but somebody has literally you know has lost their life surely mm. that's more important, important for another person mm-hmm. and it's the same one where you remember a man jumped over the thames river like yeah jumped, happened it two years ago and to save another person and then his life was taken as well yeah and there was no media attention. Like, I'm always finding out from my friends and not from... And social like, media. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so, this one, the boy, the Somali boy that died, Allah didn't get no attention. But you remember when the MP died? Yeah. And it was A suspected... Somali. Was it? Yeah, yeah, they, it, they verified it. They okay. verified it. So that was getting pressed, like, non-stop, like, continuous rumours, rumours. Every time I'm seeing, um, what's it? of Somali heritage, of mm. Somali heritage. And it's it was like being ripped to shreds in the newspaper. And I'm realising that you guys only want to mention our race, you guys only want to mention our religion or our good deeds when it benefits to you. Yeah, and your narrative. Or when you want to tear us down, not even want to... You want to mention us when you want to bring us down and not mention us when we've done something to be proud of. Mm. And this happened within the same, like, within like, the same two few months. Yeah. Yeah, that's really not too, not so much time in between. And you know that's the thing about like working in like and just linking it back to like the out presenting. Just the media in general is not something that I think I would ever want to dabble yeah. in. It's just too hot. It, you have to be politically correct yeah, or restricted. You have to have thick skin. Yeah. You also need to be like good at you know censoring yourself. Like you know, mm. um, when you see I don't know stuff that's happening in in Gaza. Like there are times that I really want to break down. Mm. And imagine having those. Uh, personality traits and like being in front of the camera being in front of a mic like mm. there's no way you can carry yourself mm. and this is just me personally mm. it's a lot honestly yeah. it's a lot. and i think um yeah it's not something that i want to dabble in but honestly guys i say you know open yourself up to new yeah, opportunities yeah, 100%. if this is what you want to do pursue it guys pursue it, yeah. do it honestly do it and guys that wraps up our first segment guys Hi guys, you're back with quintessentially's. Hi guys, you're back. Hi guys, you're back with 
quintessentially yazzy yazzy and and you're back our second segment we'll be talking about all things friendship you know yeah. losing maintaining just friendships in your 20s um honey i'm gonna pose the question to you my darling honey like do you feel like like you know your definition as a friend is it the same as like it was when you were like younger no, no, okay. completely not. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like when I was younger, friends was like, they were my life. Like, mm. imagine, like, you know, you've been to primary, you've been to secondary, and you go there every single day, mm-hmm. five times a week. Mm-hmm. And then you see these people every single day, every hour spent, you're with them mm-hmm. until you have to go home. And then, like, you wake up and then you, they're the first people that you see. So they were a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was. I don't know, like, younger me was more concentrated on, like, how I can, you know, like, make more friends. I I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, I need to make more friends. Mm -hmm. I need to, like, build my circle. Mm -hmm. And then there was a point where, like, my friendship group was, like, 20 people. Oh, oh, it's a classroom. It was a whole classroom. (laughs) I was friends with everybody in my year, like, a little people above and below. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of, it was fun. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's, like, those people... I only know like five people from that today. group today, yeah. yeah, which is insane because I invested so much time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been talking to these people all my life, which, and then now I realize that like there's long term friendship and then there's short term friendship, friendship, and that's something like I'm still trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And like to compare myself back then to myself now, I'm realizing that you know you need to nurture friendships, you need to, you know, build these friendships and. Um, and invest in them as well and I feel like a good way to start off doing that is just like not branching out sorry reaching out to like people that you you used to talk to Mm -hmm. and then see and checking up on them and I'm realizing that like you they're you know they have their own life they're going through their own problems guys a little story time Mm I I don't even know how to say this without pissing people off (laughs) so basically back then there was like a beef Mm -hmm. in in what's it in year 11 mm-hmm. and then my two best friends fell out and I was the one in between I was like mommy and daddy are fighting mm-hmm. and then it was it was really bad guys they didn't speak for like five six years like oh. yeah they didn't speak for yeah five years. five years and then I was like right like I had enough I had to bring these two bitches together because imagine like for five years I was talking to them separately, separately. yeah and then because like the wounds were fresh even mm-hmm. like three years ago like if I brought up their name like they would get triggered. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like, you guys are big girls now. Like, come on, like, guys, like, get in the room with each other mm-hmm. and, like, talk and talk it out. And then I reached out and then they were like, okay, we're thinking about it. And then my friend goes to Somalia. Mm-hmm. So she literally fled the country. <laughs> There's no way I can bring her to the table now. Yeah. So I feel like it definitely slowed down progress. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. I'll, inshallah, get them in a room together. Mm-hmm. But what I'm realising now is, like, you guys, you really need to, like, check up on friends. Like, it's not one of those ones where, you know, you're constantly... Um, if you don't speak to that person for, like, a year, mm-hmm. like, they're no longer your friends. That's not That's the case. Because up. then you're that type of person in where, like, you're seen as high maintenance, mm. where you constantly have to be with that person for you for you to recognise that that's your friend. That they love Me, you. Me, I... I'd, there will be a time where I don't see you for like three months. Years. Yeah. Like, even in the future, let's yeah. say like we we've grown up, we've got our own families, we're in our own. They still love them, and we don't <laughs> exactly. You know? They're still loved, even because I'm that type of friend where like even if I don't see you, I'll treat you the same as just like how I used to treat you yeah. back then. Yeah, and I think those are the best people, honestly. I feel like you know the older you get, the more you come across of different types of people, and like as you said, you know the high maintenance friends. As amazing as that is, like, you've seen them often going out with them. I honestly feel like they can be a burden. And sometimes, you know what the thing with the love is? Uh, just, like, love in, in general. There's things that you, like, will tolerate and you won't. And, like, the things that you will put up with. And, like, if they're constantly, like, oh, you don't check up on me. Or we, we haven't gone out in a month or two. Like, do you even care about me? Do you... Like, it just makes me think you live in your own world. Because my I, my life is not you. You're not my only person. Yeah. I have my own family, I have my own friends, but I also have me, you know? So I feel like um, there will reach a point where you'll come across of high-maintenance high people. And, like, you know, like, sometimes they might not even know that they're high-maintenance people, so I think they probably need to do the work themselves. But I always say low-maintenance friends are the best ones yeah. because 
you guys get each other you're on the same page same wavelength and you know each other we, we, you know that without you even having to like say it mm-hmm. but sometimes like I would say probably like speak to your friends and say guys I'm high maintenance or I'm low maintenance mm-hmm. just so they know where you yeah. stand yeah but I feel like you know with me with friendship is it's just like I've had a lot of different friends in my lifetime because like as a kid I left my friends I went back to Hargeisa Hargeisa and I built my friends I left them I came to London started a primary school made my friends I left that primary school and then that primary school I, I was there still had friends that friends they came with me to high school fell out with those friends made new friends alhamdulillah still had those friends even till now even till recently do you know what I mean I feel like that's I, that's another story time for another day bro but like um, you know your whole lifetime you're making friends you're losing and making friends and I feel like one thing about me is like I've learned to like detach myself from a lot of things just in general the way I grew up because like even though I had friends and I moved even though they were still in my mind and my heart mm-hmm. I didn't see you so like I don't like I don't run back to who I used to be mm-hmm. And you keep you keep it pushing, you know? But like I would say like when I started sixth form, like Alhamdulillah I still had my friends around me and then uni as well, you meet a lot more people. I guess you're just exposed. Working part time as well, guys. I was such a nass. I really thought my work friends were my friends. Y'all niggas ain't my friends, bro. You guys were just like we're buddies, you know, like on the shop floor we're kicking. But it just made me realise like I was very naive like I really yeah. thought because we worked together because we saw each other multiple times a week because for hours on end mm-hmm. because we had each other on socials because we spoke on the phone we were friends I just feel like not everyone's your friend and you need to define what a friend is to you like mm-hmm. I have my own like what a friend means to mm-hmm. me and then within that I have friends that like my people and then I have you know I, like you have to have levels there's a hierarchy mm-hmm. like there's one two three maybe four and I feel like when you're young you have time for like the four five six people like maybe going out like just like seeing each other every once in a while in the sense of the way like say you go clubbing we don't club say you go out to dinner like they're the friends where you go out to dinner with and try new restaurants with or like they're the friends that you you do certain things with like you go to concerts with label your friends because now you know with that friend even though we share this aspect of my life I don't really need to tell you what's going on in my life because Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not saying you're worthy of that, but you don't understand. Mm. And maybe I don't want to invest time and energy and resources for you to even understand that because maybe you're just not, it's just not it, you know? So I definitely say label your friendships and know where they stand within that pyramid. But um, just about like maintaining friendships as well. Because like, I feel like mean, honey, we're at the age where like, we making friends, we've made friends. And I feel like even though like our next stage in life, we'll continue to probably make friends. But like, I really want to talk about maintaining because that's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's not easy. Well, I'd be like, yeah. You know, like I realize uh, you already said it, honey, it takes effort. Like the same way you nurture into a relationship when you have a significant other and the time that you spend like texting, calling, going out, I don't know what you want to do. You have to do that with friends too. Like people make it seem like friends are just this separate thing. Yeah. They're really not. They're they're social beings, they're interactions, you know? Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you would you describe yourself as possessive or have you encountered somebody that's possessive? like a friend that's very possessive of you or have you been possessive of a friend before i feel like when i was younger i feel like possessive tendencies is very natural i'm not gonna lie to you like as a kid your whole identity is your friendship groups because i've learned even from like i remember primary school like and that kind of got me ready for saying like these people are mine like Mm -hmm. you're you're temporary Mm -hmm. and like if we have a fight we can make up if we don't I'm going to keep it pushing by, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, alhamdulillah, I had that experience, like, in terms of, like, p- possessiveness, yeah. Because as a kid, you you think that your clique is your clique mm-hmm. and no one can mess with that. And I, you're very territorial as well if, like, there's a newcomer in the sense that if they don't know their place, I'm not going to lie to you. As a kid, I remember, like, I, I think I already said in another episode where I remember, like, I had my primary school friends. We moved on to high school and then we were making separate friends, but we got our friends together. And then, obviously, one of my friend's new friend didn't know her place. So, me and her go into a fight, and then I got pissed off at my friend for not checking her. And as a kid, like, when I look back, now that I'm older, I feel like I would still have the same stance, but it would be principal. It wouldn't really be possessiveness. Because mm-hmm. we're making friends at the end of the day. I, like, you're not mine, muskilihid, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, you, don't, you don't owe me anything at the end of the day. But, like, if I knew that you were, like, pulling back from me, and maybe I don't see you as often, I would, I would like, in the right circumstances, I would speak up, and I would tell you this. But... I wouldn't be my feelings because at the end of the day, you're your own person, you know? But I feel like with that, I remember that was like my first encounter with possessiveness. I felt like maybe she didn't know her place. And maybe that came from ego, I'm not going to lie to you, you know? But um, yeah, like I feel like I've probably been possessed, like possessive. But I don't really think I've had pos- You know what? I probably have, I'm not going to lie to you. And it, it's crazy because this happened like a few years ago, actually a couple of years ago, where a friend, she was very entitled in the sense that she thought that 
because she, in her mind, she thought that she was the main character in the friendship group. So she's the one that introduced everyone. But little does she know that we introduce ourselves to each other separately. So, like, people think when you're a group of friendship that there's a one person that, like, Hadid Kigoy, and they're the glue. That's what people think. But it's like, no, even if you are, babes, the love that I have for her and the love that I have for you is completely different. So in her mind, she probably thought she was the main character. And if Pish comes to shove, I'll choose her side. And she made the dummy mistake, rookie number one. Don't ever give me an ultimatum because, babes, it's never going to be you. And Manta with Oyesa. Manta Murad the because I promise you don't do that. You're embarrassing yourself. And take it at the end of the day, it just makes me realise you're very childish mm. for you to say it's either her or me. Mm. Babe, I'm gonna say it's not you. Goodbye. Like well I bless so I feel like I've had experiences with both and I feel like it's natural. Don't ever let someone say you've been possessive or like don't like it's normal, it's a human experience. Mm. But what about yeah. you? I don't know. I feel like definitely um when you're younger Mm-hmm. You know what it is? I feel like talking about it from like a um, psychological perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like it has a lot to do with your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like from the experiences I had with being possessive or when my friend was being possessive with me, I realised it comes from like, I don't know, I want to be deep and say abandonment. Like guys, I'm not abandoned. Mm. I have parents. Mm, alhamdulillah. I have I have siblings and everything, but I feel like it's just like, you know losing someone i feel like i'm so quick to you know repair things that's just me being a mediator mm-hmm. I, I, I i'm that type of person where like i love to th- fix things and like fix people and it's so scary because like there's something i now know is negative mm-hmm. like back then i thought it was a positive thing like when Hoy tells you oh mashallah like you know you've helped me do this like oh you helped them stop fighting and i and i used to like um I used to think it was such a positive thing and I thought like I was doing really well mm-hmm. but then now I'm realizing it's like instead of putting this energy energy towards people that are that can possibly fight again let me invest this energy in myself mm-hmm. and that's not even being possessive but that's just me you know always going above and beyond for other people and I'm realizing this in friendship where if the energy is not being matched put yourself back mm. like take a step back and reassess the situation that you're in because there's been so much times and examples where like I'm always checking up on people like hey sis how are you good uh, I haven't spoke to you in a minute mm-hmm. what's going on and it's not even me trying to like say let's hang out I'm mm-hmm. j- I literally just want to know you if you're okay because it's kind of scary like especially like if you personally have gone through mental health issues mm-hmm. you can if you if your friend's not messaging you and checking up on you you just assume the worst mm. you just like oh my god something has happened to so and so let me just quickly check up on them mm. and that's like my paternal instinct like I literally need to do that and then um, another thing is it's like if you're the one that's always organising stuff like me as like a middle child like on the upper spectrum in terms of like I'm the older mi- middle child mm-hmm. so naturally like I took a leadership role like even today I was leaving the house and then me and my sister were talking about like which one of our siblings is close to each other and I said listen babe like we're a big family split us in the in in the middle half of us are emotional the other half are emotionally disattached Mm. like they you could tell them you're a piece of shit you could tell them I hate you never chat to me they'll be like cool they'll never internalize it cool Mm. the other half is like oh my god like don't don't do that this isn't you guys guess where I am guess <laughs> guess where i am in the spectrum and then she was just like honey like you're you're definitely more on the emotional side but i feel like the for the past few like not months sorry a year or so like you completely did a 160 and i and then i'm like good because i realized that you getting emotional over somebody's words isn't how you want to spend the rest of your life you worrying about people's um attitude towards you it's not something mm. that I want to prioritize let me prioritize myself and I feel like it's just it just comes with maturing mm. and I'm so glad that like I realize this because now I can easily pass this down to like my youngers Young the, the ones kids. that are mo- more emotional mm. yeah. yeah I feel like that's how I would you know summarize you know maintaining mm. maintaining friendship is also about like maintaining yourself like and checking up on yourself and yourself. ensuring that you know like you do what you can but mm-hmm. at the same time not bending backwards for somebody else for somebody else and like you know what the thing with friendship is it's all about reciprocation so like naturally the energy you give me i get back but it's not exactly the same but if i know that maybe because honey i know you said something about checking up and even though like either type of person, if you check up with your friends you, do you expect your friends to check up on you yeah okay fair yeah, enough yeah, yeah. fair enough okay that's yeah. a, and that's valid but to be fair mm-hmm. at the same time it's like 
I, I know they, they're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. I know, like, they have their own... Like, to be fair, that's a lie. I don't expect them because mm-hmm. they, I don't think they expect anything of me. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. So I only check up on them mm-hmm. if I haven't heard if they literally removed themselves yeah, from the face, face of, of the earth. earth. Or I will, like, um, hop onto their DM or, like, if I see a story or whatever, I'll be like, oh, congratulations. I'm Like, for example, my friend got into Cambridge. Mm-hmm. I was Barak. literally, like, Barak. congratulations. Barak. Like, that's amazing. And I haven't spoken to that friend in, like, six months. Okay. And... I know that we're good. We're, it's all, it's like one of those friends uh, where it's like, oh, we'll hang out, we'll hang out. And obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, we'll hang out, we'll hang out. And it never happens. And me, mm. I never want to force things. Like, mm-hmm. That's something I'll never do. do. Like, if you want to hang out, come. I'm, I'm always I'm, here. I'm here. I'm always here. I'm here. But I'm also that friend where it's like, if you post something, I'm like, um, I'll, I'll do your heart. I'll comment. I'll like. I'll share. Do you get what I mean? Like mm. I'm always that supportive friend in the back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you need. You need more people like that. But in terms of like um, because I've been that friend where like I don't really do the checking up. Not gonna lie to you. I feel like as I get older, I tend to do it more now. But like as a kid, like I would never do that. And I would, I would be that friend. And it's so funny enough, like me and my friend, we had like um a discussion like earlier today, where like me and one of my other friends, we were the type where when we had exams, when we had shit going on with ghosts we you wouldn't see us for two months and we'd come back to see our life and then there's that one like hey hey how are you doing like that was me and her we just walked back into your life and then then like yeah legit that was us and then and then i said that we're just laughing about it and then it's just mad because they, they noticed the change as well because it's like even then they wouldn't say anything and then they reached the point where they sat us down and they, they actually had an honest discussion i feel like that's what you need that's what i feel like that's how you di- differentiate like a genuine friendship where like if there's something on their mind or like something that's not sitting right they can openly like express it because i guess they have a safe space you know and then we try you we put in the effort and alhamdulillah over time like we've stopped becoming that now we know genuinely what's going on in their life like i know i know next week you have this going on like we just genuinely like check up on each other but um i feel like reciprocation and expectations can be like the be all end all of friendship if you're not giving me the same energy and i'm not saying exactly like if i call you you call me not that i'm just saying like if i notice that i'm the one that's giving and you're the one that's taking Mm -hmm. baby we're going like that's not gonna work anymore and i feel like i'm not gonna lie to you like as a young kid i would completely just cut you off i would ghost you and i realized like the harmful effects that can have on people because it's like you're not even saying your peace you've just yeah. walked out of their life and then you've got the emotional like scars yeah yeah not even for me for them because like you know like when you just completely ghost someone like certain people will be like like what's wrong with you like you know like i honestly thought like that was like me being mature but me like looking back now it was emotionally immature because it's like they're probably thinking what did i do and they're probably uh, so unaware have, I haven't told them and that. i haven't even told them and then now before like i i leave you I talk to you and then we'll see what we can do. And if if I see no change, then we grow Ramate. But like as a kid, I would legit be like, that bitch is done. Like I'm done with you, bye. Like, and then I'll make a new friend type of thing. Like I don't need you type of thing. And I, even though that can save you a lot of heartaches, you'll be doing a lot of heartbreaking, you know? Mm. So like Alhamdulillah, that's something that I've realised. But also expectations as well. Like your friends aren't your therapist. Your friends aren't your emotional punching bags. Your friends aren't like your pick me. You know when you're sad and you need like I hate. Well, I like there's certain people that will just randomly call you as a young kid. Like when your friends will call you and say, "Man, are you doing this? You doing this? Need this?" And like you have free time, so you pull through. But now that I'm an adult, baby, you're booking me. You're booking me for that FaceTime session. You're booking me for that phone call. You're booking me for that motive. Like legit, if someone like if you actually like don't pull through. And you say, okay, like I can't do today. Can you do tomorrow, babes? No, because tomorrow I'll on Samania. And it's none of your business. I end up at what are you doing? None of your business. Mm. I booked you for this day. You pull through. Let me know when next you're free and we can work out. Mm. Like, you're an adult now, you know? So I feel like, yeah, don't take your friends for liberties while I and think that, mm-hmm. like, whenever I'm sad, we'll go out and then we'll have fun and I'm happy again, yeah. babes. That's not it. Have you ever had that friend where, like, they just randomly call you? Like, random, like, yeah, and I, and, I and I don't pick up, and I don't pick up, I don't pick up. What's going on? And then, like, no, I would pick up, and then I'd be like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, sis, how are you okay, whatever. They were like, yeah, I was just bored. I don't do oh! that, babes. I, oh! don't, I don't do I feel like during lockdown, I did that, I'm not going to lie to you. But also, like, I've the, at this age, I've learned not every friend's a phone call person. And that doesn't mean that they're a shit person or a shit friend. It's just when I see you, the energy's there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a phone call person. Well, like, there's legit, I promise you, there's probably five people in this world yeah in this world that can call me anytime they're not pick up yeah. and it's just the sense that like we're on the same energy like i could legit be asleep and they'll just be there and it's not awkward whereas i've been on the phone with people and if you're silent they'll think you're, you don't care or you're not there or you're doing yeah. something I, it's okay like certain people i've told them like you're not a phone person but mm-hmm. you're you're an in-person person you know what it is i'm an in-person too like, yeah yeah you know what it is it's just like 
if there's nothing to say, hmm. uh, there's gonna be silence. Like, what do you expect? But I realize I'm an in person because, like, I'm that type of person. Like, if I see you, I'm automatically happy. Hmm. Like, you can see it on my face. No. Like, I'm smiling, and, but it's really hard to like show emotion and you know facial expressions like over the phone. It's really hard. Even it's text hard. sometimes, like emojis don't do it justice. Hmm. But I realize I'm a texter mm-hmm. and I'm also in person, but I'm not a phone person. And I realize this, hmm. like when you're speaking to guys mm. it, it's not happening mm-hmm. it's, they're like oh what's wrong why are you upset and yeah. i'm just like just shut up just shut up just shut up and you're eye rolling yourself they'll say some dumb shit and you're like well if you see in person i'll actually cuss you mm. up but man, I'm, I'm gonna keep it quiet man i'm gonna say you know story time <laughs> i'm not gonna say it now but, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> but no honestly in terms of just friendship or like, like i feel like your 20s your 30s I, I, I honestly feel like in your 30s you'll know who's who this yeah. I feel like your twenties is just about losing and gaining. You know what if I'm telling myself like your twenties are for figuring yourself out, get mm. preparing you for your thirties, the the person that you want to be in your thirties. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard for you not to have shit figured out. It's so hard for you to be like comparing yourselves and like, you know, um making sure that you have everything at this like present time. Mm-hmm. Like you're only like in your early twenties, like you can't be making six figures. You can't have a house in this, mm. um, you know, in this economy. Like, mm. it's just not feasible. You can't have it all figured out, honestly. And, um, you know, like, just going, wrapping up the whole friendship thing, because, sis, you know, there's new sex in the city. Yeah. That's come up. I've watched, like, there's this scene, and, like, you know, with a lot of people, they're, they're carries in this world. Me. I don't think you're that much of a carry. I've seen worse carries than you. I feel like you're carry level 0.1. Because there's certain carries where legit in their mind they are the main one and obviously like i know there's this thing where main character energy i get that yeah, like yeah. we should all be main characters mm-hmm. in our own life but people will honestly like they'll believe that when it comes to their friendship groups when it comes to their family when it comes to their relationships like mm-hmm. everyone serves them okay, and they yeah, don't yeah, serve yeah. nobody yeah yeah you okay. know in that sense um i just say i'm a carry only because there's no way i'm a miranda mm-hmm. just based on my personality mm-hmm. i kind of used to be a miranda not <laughs> And then um, the other one, the other two. Charlotte and Samantha. Yeah, exactly. I only said Carrie because I have like a fashion addiction problem. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm always writing, whether Mm -hmm. that be, you know, on paper, whether that be on my laptop. Mm -hmm. And what else? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like there are times when you just got like man problems and Mm -hmm. like what else? Like relationship, like you just don't know how to handle things. So that's why... I related more to Carrie. Carrie, of all of them. Yeah. Mm. I always said I was a Samantha. I was legit the one that would just pull up, skirt, skirt, and, like, and that would make inappropriate jokes, but just keep you entertained, you know, the yeah. clown. But honestly, no, honestly, there was a scene between Carrie and Miranda. And honestly, growing up, I hated Miranda because I always thought she was negative. Uh, but, Miranda's the one with the red hair. Yeah. But one thing I can respect about Miranda is she does not take shit. She knows who she is, yeah. and you can never tell her shit. Yes. When it comes to her relationships, when it comes to her friendship, like she'll, she'll tell you how it is. And I feel like you need people like that. But anyways, just going back to the scene with um, with what's her name, Sarah Jessica Parker, what's her name, Carrie and Miranda. Carrie is having more problems with Big, right? Yeah. And the thing with Carrie is, this is one thing I hate. When you're like, you expect your friends to be your therapist, you just dump. Mm-hmm. At least sometimes if you have a problem, like you know, sometimes when your friends will ask you questions and you're like, mm-hmm. and you just suss out the mood and thinking, like, oh, sister, mm-hmm. like Jeremy, are you in the mood for this? I really want to talk about this. Fair enough. Whereas with her, she will just drop it and then expect her friends to pick her up. And then, you know, as a friend, you what this is, you will, you will hype her up to the point where she's gassed. And then now she goes back to this guy and he breaks her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's only so long I can gas you up, baby girl. Now it's time for you to get your helium and gas yourself up because this is not my job. <laughs> well, I believe like, and then, and then that scene was so amazing because I feel like every friendship, like you need that point, you know, like yeah. where you can just be unfiltered and yeah. open and honest because she was just like, I'm not going to do it anymore. If you go back to Biggs, don't, I don't want you telling me nothing anymore. If, you, if he breaks your heart, you keep that quiet. I don't yeah. want to hear it. And I think he said, how dare you? You're so judgmental. You're so negative. And, and I said, how dare you, carry? I was Miranda said, I'm so sorry. I was going to say something about judgmental. Isn't it funny where she's always um, checking, what's it, the upper, the blonde one? Uh, Samantha. She's always, Samantha, her sexual she escapades. She was checking Samantha yeah. left and right. Yeah. But then, when um what's it carrie does something and they check her she's just like she goes she's on a victim the she's a victim she goes on the defensive yeah. she's like oh you guys don't understand me it's unfair but she's always judging the other girls and let's say um you know charlotte she's more of like the prude like more of the masquine kind of girl mm-hmm. and she judges her for you know not going on like sexual escapades, escapades. like not you know being free liberal certain things like there was this funny episode with head mm. 
with it where she just couldn't give her. <laughs> it's just that Karen's like, oh my god, you can't. You can't do, do that. that. Like, She's very was, judgy. Exactly. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like that that just wraps it up. Like in terms of just the friendships, like just kind of know the dynamics and know where you fall. And um, I think to some degree. I don't know, like, I honestly say fight for your friendships and put in effort, but no one to call it quits when it's not lo- no longer serving you, but not in a selfish way. When you just feel like you've outgrown them, when you just feel like, you don't just, you just don't want that energy anymore. And also, you feel like you can't relate to them, or like, maybe you just don't want to put in the effort anymore. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I honestly just say try and open up, because certain people will be out here fighting you just so they can cut the friendship yeah and like i i get that sometimes you have a final straw because um even with me it's just like i'll reach a point and i'm cool about yeah. it like but honestly i feel like if it's a friendship that you care about yeah. you'll put in the effort and can you I, try and speak to them you know can i just say something you know those friends where like there's always an argument it can be like over a big thing or a small thing mm-hmm. and these arguments keep happening happening frequently mm. they're trying to like leave the relation that's them telling you i don't want to be here, here anymore because mm. imagine you kicking off mm. every time we meet mm. you kicking off every time we speak on the phone mm. you clearly you want to leave the relationship so just do it just say it yeah just have the guts to like say i don't want to be a friend anymore yeah. instead of you know you using this person as a punching bag you using this person as a scapegoat because mm. what ha- will happen is that they'll do reverse uno and be like it, it was you mm. you was the problem that's why i cut you off and that's the crazy thing because like in this in that's their narrative right now they're gonna run with that and saying i was the victim like those type of people scale out like, hey, victim mentality, well, I have a disease, you know? Just, I honestly feel like the older you get, the more you take accountability. Because sometimes you look at a situation and be like, even though they they screwed me over, I played a part. Like, I did this fair enough. But certain people, they'll be so delusional where it was just, I mean, I was the perfect angel and I was the victim. And it's just like, sometimes I think that's where like emotional maturity comes into saying like, maybe what did you do? knowingly and unknowingly but at the same time as well if you don't want to be friends with people like it's okay you know but like i don't know it's just it's hard maintaining friendship is hard but also like losing them as well i'm not gonna lie to you so guys i just personally say make sure your friends know your life make sure your relationships know your life make sure your family's not your life like to some degree you do have to detach yourself because at the end of the day we're humans and i get that social we're social creatures and connection is one of the main things but you came into this world alone and you will die alone. So rem- always remember that, Wallahi Billahi. Don't ever let nobody in this world, no man, no mum, no dad, no friend, no lover, no no one, try and make it seem like you're nothing without them. Because Wallahi Billahi, that's, that's a lie. But um, yeah, guys, honestly, if you're having friendship, guys, I promise you, please send us dilemmas, bro. Send we want the tea. Us. We want the tea. And we also, want the gossip. Like, come on, we're experienced. We're veterans at this point. Facts, bro. We have a lot to learn, but also at the same time, a lot to give. A lot yeah. to give. And you know, like I really love that point that you were saying, like not making you know certain relationships your life purpose. Mm. Find a purpose in the stuff that you do, and make sure it's based around you as an individual. Individual. Like, find purpose in your work. Find purpose in your travels, your hobbies, mm. the stuff that you love doing. Love doing, and also like one thing I realized as a kid, like you had that one friend, and that was your one friend that you told your secrets to that you did everything with mm-hmm. as you get older you form your own identity so maybe your friend's not into arts and theater and like fine dining and maybe like you're into more edgy stuff you're into like um hip you're hip, into indie music all of that even though you love each other and you share core values you're individual people so that shouldn't be your friend your soul friend anymore because you'll be out here like making new connections meeting new people who vibe with you on a different level and fair enough like i get that but also don't be that friend where you're you're a social climber because i've met too many too busy like what do you call them busybodies mm-hmm. where they climb from friendship to friendship as a kid i get why you do that maybe it's like click and stuff but as a full grown adult you always not having like a solid people like not at least even one person i don't care if that's family or friend it's like every week like every week you're with a new crowd that's cascade Ali because wallahi billahi like they 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 need to like reach a point in their life where they 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 work on themselves yeah. because they're not going to be your actual friends wallahi yeah. billahi like how, how do you expect them how do you expect them to be a genuine friend how can you invest all of this time energy resources to them when it's like every other week they're with new people mm-hmm. and also like when they're with new friends where like you might know them and like personally i'm the type of person if you have beef with someone and i'm in the middle i would never get involved but it's very telling of your character if, if you know this person's done me dirty and I think I know what do you know what I mean I would never put you in a position no because I'm the type of person like, I'll keep it pushing but then I'll know like when you're asking about certain things I'll just in the back of my mind think I don't ever want this to come up so I'm not going to tell you I'm not yeah. going to you you know no, I would never do that There's, I've been in a position like that one time mm. and I was on the receiving end where it was like that's my friend mm. that and you, you honestly you're supposed to take my side if anything mm. 
and like them betraying you just felt hurt like you naturally just feel hurt yeah, and huh? you just like have i not stuck by you mm. yeah it's crazy all i hear anyways the last advice i would give is um making new friends so obviously you're young you have a long time to live mm-hmm. you can't just be chilling with the same people mm. every time and also you're changing yourself so as you change you naturally build new relationships and then that's when you like showcase your new personality because the person that you are today wasn't the same person you was like a few years ago so so what i'm trying to say is that like the new friends that you make make sure that you show them the real you the authentic you mm. and then if if that's what they're attracted uh if you attract them and vice versa then like of course like, that's a really good foundation into building a relationship mm. but also if you lie and like if you pretend to be somebody that you're not the people come on and it's not gonna last as well like and think of friends like when you're meeting new people think about dating you're sieving it out because i'm not gonna lie to you you have you'll meet people and it's just, you're just thinking, you maybe you're not my cup of tea. Maybe I'm thinking something long-term yeah. and maybe you're short-term. Because mm. I'm not going to lie to you, I've had short-term friends where it's a, qasr, qasr, kiki, it's a fun time. And when I think of a certain age, I'll think of you. But when I think of the person who I want to be, babes, you're not it. And mm. I'm going to keep it pushing while I have respectfully. So I definitely say, like, date your friends. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? See what's out there yeah, for you. Because yeah, yeah. I think me and Han might talk about it, but, like, go on, like, friendship dating apps. Also, like, meet strangers. Go on, like, um, like meet strangers in a coffee shop. And if they, like, stop you, like, communicate with them and also if it's like a vibe be like oh do you have like instagram do you have socials do you have this like i honestly feel like make connections yeah and see where that goes you know Mm. yeah so definitely open yourself up but you know me and honey already said it like friendships aren't for your mental you know exactly and this wraps up our second segment Segment. guys Welcome back to our outro, guys. That wraps up, uh, you know, this episode, we talked all things about experience being, yeah. you know, co-hosts. Yeah. And also just about friendships, you know, in your That's 20s. Guys, we haven't mentioned it. Like, I was supposed to mention it when we were talking about, like, us being presenters. But guys, we're in a studio. We are. We're in a big girl studio mm-hmm. with the whole equipment. We set it up ourselves. I'm proud of us. Yeah. yeah. And, like, let us know how the quality sounds. And if you guys, like, really like this episode. We're trying to do more often. come back. Mm yeah so let us know and guys continue to support us guys honestly i'm gonna you know what i really want to do is like i want to post questions and like you and know like collect them yeah like and then answer them and then answer them one day yeah, so that'd be really interesting your questions we'd love to help you guys because you know how like our audience is growing and like a lot of our you know they interact with us to some degree but i just want more like, guys i want consistency please if you're listening to this and like why are you listening please if you're not i'm co- i'm talking to you no honestly like i just feel like um yeah, just like support us, honestly, because me and Hannah, we want to branch out and do more. Yeah. And I know for a fact you lot are listening and you guys are keeping up. So it's like, one why? One eye won't open when I'm sleeping. One eye. Uh, the fact that we're in a studio. Yeah, just, literally. I'm doing a teapop. Teapop. It's unknown tea. B. <laughs> guys, honestly, no, please continue to support us. As always, if you've liked today's episode and you resonated with this, please feel free to send this to a friend. And as always, please continue to support us. <laughs>